Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get into the show, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we could not be sharing these stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Vianne Smith with Soltech. Welcome. Well, hey, glad to be here, Lee. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Soltech. Sure thing. So Soltech, we are a technology firm. And uh, our expertise is in the space of building custom software, and we also provide IT staffing solutions. Um, our clients are very diverse. They're across many industries, fintech, technology, healthcare, uh, you know, you name it, uh, logistics, manufacturing. Uh, they're also very various sizes. They range from startups to growing middle market to Fortune 500 enterprise organizations. Uh, we founded the company back in 1998. And our goal back then is pretty much consistent with what it is today. We really wanted to provide pristine solutions to businesses that needed broad technology expertise in the web, mobile, and data space that could execute fast and also uh, follow a structured approach. And I think, you know, there are a lot of people in the technology industry uh, these days, as you probably know, but I think a couple things make us unique. One is we do project-based development as well as IT staffing, which is not a very common combination. And the other thing that I think makes us unique is that we have an employee-based model. So our clients can take advantage of the proven talent on our team as they roll off of other engagements. Um, and then because we're a software engineering company at the core, uh, when it comes to our IT staffing services, we can leverage that expertise to really evaluate candidates that we then present to our clients who are looking to hire resources of their own. So now let's talk about your backstory. Um, how do, wh what were you doing before Soltech? Were you working for uh, like an enterprise level company and then decided to go at this on your own? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, my background is I uh, went to school to be a computer programmer. So I had a computer science degree and I started out as a developer working for, uh, I spent some time at Kodak and then I worked for a healthcare company called Baxter actually doing development. And uh, I learned that um, I was uh, always intrigued. I saw the consultants that would come in and they were doing some pretty sexy projects. And so I kind of got an eye to go into consulting. So I spent some time in the consulting industry and uh, actually met my today husband, who's my business partner, Tim Smith. And uh, after working together for a little while, we just started to go out on our own back in 98. And then when you went out on your own, was it, did you see a different way of going about this, that you were going to put your own kind of jazz hands onto this? Uh experience for the customer? Exactly. Uh, you know, that's probably a whole story in itself, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, there are many things that we really, we, we worked for some great companies. We learned a lot. We worked for a company that was private and went public. We worked for a company that acquired a lot of firms. And, uh, one of the things that we sometimes got frustrated with was, you know, that the, maybe the values of the company or the mission would change. And so we thought that the only way really to, kind of control, you know, kind of who we are and the core values and the mission was really to have our own business. And that's really what inspired us. Now, when so, you, yeah, that's kind of the end of the day. 
when you started, was it always marrying um, custom software development with IT staffing or did the IT staffing come later? Yeah, that's a great question. We really started Soltech to do just project-based development initially. Uh, there were a couple of reasons for that, but I had been doing staffing before and it's great, but I just wanted, quite frankly, just to do something a little different. So we started out really just focusing on project-based development. Uh, and then uh, we launched IT staffing probably around 10 years after we started the business, mostly in response to our client who uh, really were impressed with the caliber of the engineers on our staff that they were working with and asked if we could help them hire talent of similar capabilities. And so that's really what motivated us to get into IT staffing. So, And that's when we really started growing more since we were offering both. It created some efficiencies in our own business that I can maybe talk to here if, if that's if that comes up, but yeah, so yeah, so we added the IT staffing later on. Well, let's talk today about today. It's about yeah, today it's about half business is about half and half. About half the work we do is project development, and the other half is IT staffing. So, talk about the advantages of of marrying both of those kind of it's seemingly uh, not similar, but I guess complementary uh, services. Yeah. Um, well, I think. Well, there's, I'll go to two. There's a lot. So for our clients, some of the advantages. Um, so for the clients that turn to us for IT staffing, and let me just define IT staffing for maybe the listeners that don't know what that is. IT staffing consists of kind of three things. One is organizations that are looking either for contract labor just on a temporary basis, or they're looking to hire their own employees. So they're looking for direct hire services, or there's that off offering in the middle that's contract to hire. So maybe they want to try somebody out on a contract and convert to perm. So when we offer our IT staffing services to those organizations, one of the huge differentiators for Soltech is that we can leverage the talent of our own employees. You know, we have, you know, architects, engineers, and so we can use our engineers on staff to actually evaluate the technology capabilities of the candidates. So many IT firms, IT staffing firms, they basically, they take the spec and they go look for the candidates and they present resumes and say, hey, here's 20 candidates, which ones do you want to talk to? Where in our work, we work uh, very diligently to get that candidate pool down from 20 to two or maybe three. And so when we present our candidates, they've been thoroughly evaluated technically. And we also layer in all of the behavioral and cultural fit interviews that we do because we, we evaluate every candidate as if we were going to hire them ourselves. So they're really very well vetted and uh, processed by the time we present them to our clients. And the thing we hear over and over and over from our clients is that we save them so much time by, you know, really weeding down the list and zoning in on a really great fit. So the goal is that we present them two or three candidates and one of them is a, is the perfect fit. So that's a huge benefit to our clients. And then there's also benefits to the candidates out there that are in a job search. Um, when the candidates come to Soltech, you know, we might have, I don't know, at any given time, you know, 60 to 100 different positions that are open. Some are with Soltech and some are with our customers. And so, you know, most engineers don't love being in a job search. So if they can come to one recruiting organization like Soltech and get presented with three or four or five opportunities, uh, working with one recruiter, it just simplifies their interview and uh, job search process. And so our goal is to give every candidate one or two potential opportunities. And so they can then just you know, spend less time in their job search. And it's, we you know spend a lot of time making sure they're 
you know, informed, prepared, you know, so it's a really nice, you know, process for them and it makes their life a lot easier. So those are two big, I think, benefits that we provide because of what we do. Now, you mentioned cultural fit. Uh, You were recently named uh, one of the best places to work in Atlanta. Why is culture and fit so important to your firm? Has it always just been part of the DNA about how you guys go to go to work every day? That's a great question. Um, You know, when we started our company, uh, you know, I kind of alluded to it. Core values and culture was really important to us when we started the firm. And so, you know, like any organization, we kind of set out and define what our core values are and what our purpose was and all that. And that served us well for many years. But about five years ago, we decided that, you know, just truth be told, we'd been doing this a while. And, you know, I'm not getting any younger, but, you know, our talent pool was very diverse. And so we actually decided it was time for us to reevaluate our culture, our values, uh, our greater purpose even our practices and processes on how we develop our software. So we actually set out uh, on this culture initiative and hired someone to come in and lead that. And truthfully, we just made a ton of mistakes. Um, So the good news that came, even though it was a painful period, the good news from that is that we learned from it. You know, one of the values we have is, you know, that it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from it. Right. So we do kind of practice what we preach. So kind of the learning that I took from from this time was that if you want to get it right, you really need to listen to your employees so that you know what's working and what isn't. Uh, and the harder part of that is not about just listening, but you actually have to be okay to hear the bad truth and to be able to accept it. So, uh, so that was key. Um, but anyway, so that was a big thing we started about five years ago. And we actually leveraged technology to help us, I believe. We uh, did not build the technology ourselves, but we went out and we brought in an engagement, employee engagement platform called Coolleaf. And we also brought in an HR system called Bamboo HR. So Coolleaf was um, really helpful. We brought it, we brought that in thinking that we were going to try to get employees to be more engaged, right? So to get them to participate in various challenges, things, simple things like step challenges, water drinking challenges, peer gratitude challenges. Um, things like that. And also we'd use it as a way to plan and schedule events. Uh, Like today, a big thing we do since COVID has been we have monthly game nights. We've had lots of things, you know, we try to change it up. We do scavenger hunts, we do bingo, we've played categories, family feud, things like that. So that's all been good. And so in, you know, getting them to participate, the idea of the platform is to reward them with points that they can then turn those points into money, right? Gift cards and vacations and things like that. So that's all worked and that was great. But one of the unexpected outcomes that I really think has been a big game changer in our culture improvement was the adoption of the platform by our employees as a way to recognize their teammates for jobs well done, for uh, witnessing acts of kindness, for maybe seeing someone who persevered through a difficult challenge. And that was probably the huge game changer of the engagement platform that had an impact on our culture. I think the other significant uh, impact came out of our Bamboo HR system where we use that software to actually totally revamp our performance review process. Uh, The big thing that we had not done before was to incorporate peer reviews. Uh, And we also went from an annual review process to a twice a year process. And we separated out salary reviews from performance reviews. And I think that was the really big change 
And what we learned is that peer reviews provide some really detailed feedback uh, that our employees feel that is, I think, more accurate than just always getting feedback from your boss, so to speak. And so everybody really wants to help each other. So uh, I think that was huge. The other thing that came out of Bamboo HR is we started doing employee surveys every six months. We've been doing that for a number of years now. Uh, so there's a concept of the employee net promoter score and ours has risen uh, consistently uh, every six months since we've been doing that. So I think those things were huge, had a huge impact on our culture. Now, during the pandemic, um, were, did you ever, you move uh, to remote or had you always been remote? Yeah, um, so we are fully remote. As I always say, thank goodness we're in technology. All of our folks can work remotely. Um, there have been a core set of us that have been going in uh, frequently, but our engineers are 100% remote right now. Uh, prior to COVID, we had, uh, we supported remote work. But the official, I guess, uh, stance at the time prior to COVID was employees could work two days a week from home. And so we always kind of hesitated to go fully remote because we feel that collaboration is so key to the kind of work we do. But, you know, COVID forced our hand. And I always say there are many silver linings that have come from COVID. And one is, you know, our employees now know that we trust them to work remotely and we've proven that we can do it. You know, uh, and I think it's a lot due to the resilience that they all have. And, you know, so many people came through so many hardships, right? Our employees included. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so we are remote and leveraging Zoom and Teams and all the tools that everybody else has come to know and love. So, but I do think that, you know, I think becoming a top workplace, you know, if it hadn't been for COVID, I don't know if we would or not have gotten a top workplace. Again, I think a silver lining of COVID there's no doubt that working remotely has reduced the frustration level and improved quality of life, just not having to sit in that traffic all day long. Now, um, when you went to remote, uh, you mentioned those kind of serendipitous collisions and, and opportunities to collaborate. Were you able to figure out a way or did your software that you were using help you kind of at least simulate those kind of um you know, happy accidents when people share ideas or something in an informal manner? Yeah, I think that, you know, honestly, I think that we still have a ways to go to be able to collaborate virtually. I, I don't think we're where we want to be, but I think we've done the best we can. We've created some of our own dashboards. You know, we do have software that uh, is conducive to help us collaborate. You know, I could name a lot of different things that we use, but, you know, fortunately, there were tools that we were already using that were leveraging more. Um, but there, there are, we all still comment many times. It's like, oh, I just wish we were all in the same room and we could all, you know, have multiple whiteboards. We have these in our office, we have these rolling whiteboards that are moving around all the time. And it's just hard to mimic that, quite frankly. But we've, we amped up our technology with, you know, equipment for audio and, you know, we've invested a lot in it in the last year for sure. So, but I do think there's still a ways to go. I think that we'll all see better products. I don't think that, you know, working from home is going away. So I think that we'll continue to see other firms innovate and provide tools that help, in, you know, collaborate better. I, I think that there'll be more that we'll see. At least I'm hoping so. So now what is the pain that uh, our listeners are having right now where Soltech is the solution, whether it comes to uh, software development or IT staffing services? Well, I've been saying this for a little while, but I think that the tsunami is upon us. Um, I think there's a lot of pent up work to be done. I think that, you know, 
some firms that maybe didn't fare so well had to furlough and lay off people. And so the backlogs have been just, you know, continuing to expand. So we're getting calls that, hey, we just, we need you to take this whole backlog. We've got, you know, 400 items on the backlog. Can you assemble a team quickly and take the backlog and get it done? We're also seeing people needing to rehire. Maybe if they had to cut back, they're now rehiring. So our staffing, you know, the need for our staffing services is in high demand. So I just feel like the tsunami is here, quite frankly. So the uh, challenge continues to be the demand for the talent exceeds the supply. So um, there's a lot we've done, you know, because of COVID to address that. Um, namely, you know, I would give advice to anybody right now, if you are uh, now working more remotely, you know, I highly suggest that you expand your search to look for the best talent, not just within the 25 to 50 mile radius of where you work, but to expand it either, not just nationally, even globally, if you can. Um, I can talk to some examples where some of our clients, I mean, our clients come to us for some really gnarly technical capabilities. And so it's maybe cloud or, you know, cross-platform tools, uh, IoT, mobile, and there have been some requests that we've had from customers this year that they asked for certain language or tool experience that just isn't prevalent in Atlanta. And so fortunate, fortunately, we could do a global search and we were able, we've been actually hiring talent from the East Coast to the West Coast to the South to the North. So um, that's really helped us to get the best talent. Uh, and now, you know, since you can do all the interviewing with Zoom and everything like that, we really can recruit nationally better than we used to be able to. And then that allows your clients to get up and running a lot faster. Yeah, it does allow them to get up and running faster than, yeah. Sometimes you'll, I mean, it's not uncommon to talk to hiring managers who have had positions open for six months and they just can't fill them. But if you can kind of, you know, open it up to accept a remote worker, then you typically can staff it faster. You know, and then sometimes, you know, I talked about clients that have come to us and asked us to address a huge backlog. You know, um, I think there's some ways to do that well, you know, to get ramped up so you don't make a mistake. I mean, you know, a couple, you know, maybe a piece of advice I would have is first, before you, you know, hire anybody or bring anybody on, make sure you have a clear understanding of what the work is, making sure you know exactly, you know, what the day-to-day -day duties are going to be. You know, what skills are required? What ones can you live without? You know, might you be able to teach? You know, and then um, for most organizations, maybe accept the fact that, you know, you're an expert in whatever it is you do, but you're probably not an expert at ramping technology teams quickly. So you might need to, you know, break down and go to a firm that specializes in what you need and maybe has the attributes that you think you can work well, you know, with that organization. And then you got to figure out how long do you need the people, right? So um, you may need to hire some people that stay with you forever. But if you've got a backlog, when the backlog's done, you may not have a job for those people. So you may want to augment with some contract labor just instead. Or maybe you want to do some contract labor and maybe some on a contract that you want to maybe convert to firm, you know, for example, things like that. Uh, I also think, you know, you got to make sure you have somebody strong leading the way, maybe a solution architect who ensures that you're building a solution that's based on a strong foundation and someone who can mentor the maybe more junior team members that you have on the team. Um, and then the last thing I always say is if you can, and you're ramping up a team quickly, if you can have a mix of maybe some team members that have already proven that they can work well together and you can leverage that and then mix that with some new 
team members that are new to your organization who have a fresh, you know, perspective and come with, you know, fresh ideas, that's a really win-win, you know, and if you can mix it with senior to junior to mids, I think that's always a good uh, way to build a fast team effectively as well. And then partnering with Soltech will help you kind of have a partner that's kind of looking at this challenge holistically, not just, I'm just trying to fill this slot. Exactly. Yeah. We, since we know kind of how to develop software, we know, okay, first of all, make sure you know what it is you got to, you know, what are the success criteria, right? What methodology you're going to follow? What are the uh, deliverables that you can measure to? What are your checkpoints, right? So because we have all of that deep expertise and we do projects, you know, we layer that with our ability that we're recruiting every day, right? We've always got a pipeline of candidates. We can draw from a mix of our bench talent, folks that are on staff with Soltech, and then, you know, also hire new fresh from our candidate pool uh, allows us, I think, to leverage our expertise and our ability to ramp quickly. Now, if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, what's the website? We are at uh, soltech.net. Not soltech.com, it's soltech.net. And that's S-O-L-T-E-C-H dot net. That's correct, yep. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you. Appreciate the time to chat with you today. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We will see you next time on Atlanta Business Radio. Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com.